What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I am your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man who wished he had his raincoat when he was loading up his truck a few days ago, the good deacon, Scott Aiken. Yeah, we had such a length of sunshine and warmth, and then we go to buy a piece of furniture and pick it up from the house. And when we arrived at the house, it poured rain. It was like the skies just opened. I literally felt like I was in my shower. It was raining so hard. The drops were so big and I was drenched. <laughs> so when we left our house, this is the funny thing, because we didn't have to travel far. We wanted to get a desk, but we didn't need an expensive one for our renovation project again that continues. And when we left our house to go purchase this desk uh, from uh, somebody who was offering it on Marketplace, it was cloudy at our house. But it Mm -hmm. wasn't dark. It didn't look like we were about to enter a squall. And yet, as we made it up north, just maybe eight, ten miles, we could see this black cloud hanging over. And we thought, "Mm, that doesn't look very good. And just as we turned down to the street, to where this house was, to the family that was selling the desk, as you said, the skies opened up. So in order for you to get this desk onto the truck, you (laughs) literally did it in a downpour. And I remember stepping back into the truck when it was all loaded and uh, putting my hand on your shoulder and your shirt was just soaked. And I got a very quick, don't touch me. I'm all wet (laughs) from you. You You weren't exactly happy about it either. I grew up in the South in in Georgia, uh, much of my childhood. And and this was the kind of downpour we'd get. I mean, just like the sky just was ripped in half and the water would be fallen. And uh, we've lived here so long in the Northwest. This is not a typical Vancouver rain to get drenched. But like like you said, where it was kind of up, it was north. It was kind of up on a hillside, and that hillside just wrung out that cloud. <laughs> Anyhow, I was I was well. Uh, I was cleansed once again. <laughs> no, you just want to wonder. Just God, I just needed five minutes. Just five minutes, Lord. Uh, But nonetheless, we found what we needed. Now, something interesting for our listeners, perhaps, I don't know if every marriage might work this way. Probably not, maybe we'll say more younger marriages work quite the same way ours do. But you have a way about you. And it's not just with loading things into the truck. It also comes around to loading groceries into the trunk of the car or when we come out from Costco and we've got a bunch of things and they've got to go into the car. If you were to see us in the parking lot, I might appear to be rather insensitive person because when we get back to the vehicle, I walk straight into the car while you put everything away. Almost like take care of things. uh, I'm going to sit in the car. That would not be the case, of it that though. Way. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, you you do look like you're you're queen bee there, and I'm 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 serving you by putting the stuff in the trunk. No, I I don't know what it is. I when I pack, whether I'm packing a a moving truck, a trunk full of groceries, furniture that I bought, like we did this this weekend, um, I just want to be left alone, and I'll pack it. I'll get it in there, and I'll get it in there just phenomenally. 
it's a prideful thing. And I, and I recognize that's an Achilles heel of mine. <laughs> so, but you're so gracious to, to just hop right in the car and let me pack. And I'm happy, but you're right. People are coming up the, the bystander and sees the accident of basically, Oh, that woman, she just got in the car. She's letting her husband do it. She must've told him to do it. <laughs> uh, the other thing that it, it would be very rare, it has happened. And especially it'll, it'll happen in long drives. But if we're going anywhere together, I almost never drive. You always drive. Hmm. But that is not the case. We know that for our own kids and their spouses, because they each have a car. If they are in their car, well, our daughters will drive. And if they're going in the husband's car, our son-in-law's car, our, they drive. Um, but it doesn't matter if we drive, well, we'll say <laughs> your truck or my work car that I drive every day. If we go together someplace, you always drive. It is, some people might say it's your way of controlling things. In my view, it's how you serve and protect us. It's the difference between chauvinism and chivalry, which is so oftentimes confused nowadays. And I think when you look at, like, let's just take the Holy Family, for example. Today's day and age would probably view St. Joseph as maybe being controlling and chauvinistic, when in fact, his expression of love is to serve and to care for and to dote on Mary and Jesus. So I take that as a, from, from that perspective, I want to be Joseph to you and to our kids. And I want to do whatever I can to try and make your life easier, your life more enjoyable. Now, the negative of that is when I, when I get myopic and think I got to do it my way, and uh, and then that reacts to you and the kids. So I, you know, there's a there's a Achilles heel to many things that we do in life, and that's one of the things that I have to be mindful of. But I would rather serve you. So driving, packing, moving, those things are uh, I, I value that because I know it's uh, something that you value. And I value my ability to sit in the passenger side of the car and look out the window and talk to you about the things that I see, because that actually is what I really prefer to do. So we have our roles in our marriage as the husband and me as your wife and the way that we serve each other, the way that we take care of and raise our children. And you brought up St. Joseph and his role to the Holy Family. Well, Mary had a role too, and her role was to her son, to be that vessel. And for all of us, her role is to point us to her son. So I got a great opportunity now to talk with our good friend, Dana Marie Hale. She has a program coming up this summer. She is inviting everyone to join in. It is 33 Days to Morning Glory, a consecration to our Marian devotion. We have a great time to talk with her about that. And when we come back, I'll share how I went through that with you and how we learned so deeply the uh, love that Mary has for us through that consecration. So stay with us. We've got a great show ahead for you on this week's View from the Pew. Showers wash all my cares away. I wake up to a sunny day because I love a rainy night. Yeah, I love a rainy night. Well, I love a rainy night. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha. This is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue number 69. You know what's tough is when you're testing for your black belt and you got to do 100 push-ups without stopping. That's hard. You want to know what's harder? What's harder is when you're driving along on the uh, highway and someone wants to cut you off to get to get into the lane, or you're in line at Starbucks and there's someone coming in uh, the other doorway, so you make a big rush to get in there in front of them. There's kind of this feeling that we have that we uh, deserve to be treated better than that other person. How many times have you made a rush to get in line from someone else? You kind of see them jockeying for position. You get there at the cashier's line at the grocery store first. You know what? God loves them as much as he loves you. He doesn't prefer you to them. You don't have a right or privilege to get in line in front of other people. So I'm going to give us a challenge for this week. For this week, let's do something really hard. Let's do the hundredth push-up. Let's defer to other people as often as we can. Let's make a decision, whether it's to get in line in front of them at Starbucks, or they want to go to this movie and you want to go to that movie. I want us to make a decision to defer to others in love because God really does love them as much as he loves you. You don't get any special. We always feel so special sometimes to the Lord, but he loves everyone the same. And so I want us to take uh, this next week until our next show to just defer to others in love. To me, that's harder than the 100th push-up. But something has happened to me in the last few years. And I find myself looking forward to giving way to other people in love. It just makes me feel uh, like, you know, God loves them and God loves me, and I pray for them. So this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure. You can find me at deepadventure.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. For more than 33 years, Monterey Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Monterey Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests. God's providence was so clear to me, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that, yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Day Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at materdayradio.com.
It's Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Day Radio. Well, we are to the summer season and, and our community calendar full of exciting things to do. We know that the sisters at Our Lady of Peace are busily preparing because in just a little while, their summer institute will be beginning. Joining us today, who's been well working real closely with them up north a little bit from Longview, Washington. Joining us this morning, it is the wonderful Dana Marie Hale. Good morning, Dana Marie. Oh, good morning, Brenda. And yes, I was just at the sisters at Our Lady of Peace retreat on Friday. They had a wonderful retreat on the angels and mercy. And what was exciting, Brenda, was to see folks who have never been to the retreat house coming on Uh retreat. People want to come. They want to learn. They want to pray. They want to be in community and grow in their faith. And I think the summer season, Brenda, is just this wonderful opportunity to just get grow deep in your faith. There's so much going on, and I'm excited about what's coming up in, in July. I'm excited about what we're going to be doing in August here in Cowlitz County. So, yeah, it's a great time to get back in on track with your, your, your relationship with Jesus. And guess who's the best helper of that? Our Blessed Mother. <laughs> She's oh. so great. Absolutely. You know, several years ago for Lent, the good deacon and I, there was that wonderful book, 33 Days to Morning Mm -hmm. Glory. It was so easy to do, to pray every day together, the the, the simple short prayers, following some wonderful saints, and then making that special dedication. You are inviting people to join you on this journey. Tell our listeners about it. It it is really exciting. We certainly learned about 33 Days to Morning Glory from Father Michael Gately, a Marians of the Immaculate Conception priest, several years ago. And the first time I went to to take part in this was at Christ the King Church. They hosted a weekly time to come together and to prepare for a Marian consecration. Now, of course, I've heard about making a Marian consecration, but I hadn't yet done one. And so my husband Rob and I went together, and like you said, you and Deacon Scott went together as a married couple, and I really encourage married couples who can to do this consecration together. It's beautiful because there's daily readings, there's prayers, and we get to walk with Mary with the saints. We get to encounter St. Pope John Paul II. We get to encounter St. Maximilian Kolbe, St. Mother Teresa Calcutta. Uh, these saints will help lead us, and of course, St. Louis de Montfort, who helped us with this way of going to Jesus through Mary. So uh, we went on the retreat and the 33 days ourselves as a couple made the consecration. And then the Lord said, hey, why don't you lead a group? And so the next year we at, at St. Stephen's Church led a group of 33 people on the 33 days to morning glory and just spent time as a, a group leader helping people go through the process of making a Marian consecration. And it was life changing to mm. watch people's um, their hearts open. Some people were very skeptical about this whole Mary thing. And by the end of the six weeks, uh, bright lights, I mean, people's prayer lives were transformed. Their hope was renewed. Their uh, love of the Eucharist and our Blessed Mother just grew. It was so relationships starting to heal. This is, you guys were talking earlier today about the healing uh, seminar that's coming up. This is about true healing, and that's a relationship with Jesus through Mary. So we're going to be meeting on a weekly basis, six weeks at uh, Kelso, Washington. A lot of people can come over the river over on that Lewis and Clark Bridge from uh, 
Columbia County. We hope our Clark County community might join us in this. Once a week, we'll meet together as a community. Every day, you're going to have an opportunity to pray. And we're going to grow in holiness with Mary as our guide and to learn about the Blessed Mother's importance in our lives. And I just want to share this, if I can find it really quickly. You know, one of the reasons why we decided to do this is because the Second Vatican Council said everyone should have a genuine devotion to Mary and entrust his life to her motherly care. This is something that every one of us should really be focused on, and this is going to give people an opportunity to do so in the summer season. We're going to meet on Wednesday nights starting in August for the whole month of August, one week in September, and guess what? Mary's birthday is coming up on September 8th, and we'll have our big celebration and consecration honoring our Blessed Mother's birthday on uh, September 9th or September 8th. It'll oh. be a great time to to come and to really grow in holiness. Right. That's wonderful about that book. I know that it sets it up so that way you begin the process and then make that consecration on a Marian feast day. So in this case, the Nativity of our Blessed Mother. Dina Marie Hale joining us this morning, telling us about some of the things you'll be able to do this summer to grow in holiness. Dina Marie, you said you were just at Our Lady of Peace retreat. They are really getting ready for the Summer Institute. Tell the listeners, remind them again a little bit more. You've been talking with some of the speakers, how that's shaping up and how they're going to be able to get in on, well, this wonderful event. Yeah, I think the key way, Brenda, for those who want to spend the whole week, certainly look at the whole schedule to come with us. But the greatest opportunity is there's four talks on four nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of that week to come and hear some amazing talks. I know people have busy schedules, but Tim Staples on Monday, Father Theodore Lang on Tuesday, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Mother Assumpta Long. Many of you have heard her speak, very powerful. And then, of course, our own Bishop Peter Smith will be speaking Thursday evening. So these are evenings that you can come in from 7 to 9 p.m. You can hear an amazing talk. You can connect with the rest of the community, meet some of the sisters, or you can come for the whole day. But I think a lot of our local listeners can just come on out for the evenings uh, and just have a time to have a powerful talk. A lot of these talks are going to be, they're going to be so Eucharistic and Marian centered. Our focus is be still and know that I am God. So if you want to learn how to get a little more quiet in the Adoration Chapel, how to really have some peace in your life and to learn more about your faith, I'd come on out uh, OLPretreat.org obviously is the website to get all of the information, but to ch- check out those evening talks during the Summer Institute is a real key way to, I mean, hey, meet Tim Staples. You're, right? <laughs> you're going to have a wonderful time on oh. Monday, and uh, it's his birthday that week, so we're going we're to be able to hang out with Tim Staples on his birthday, oh. but you know, it's just <laughs> going to be a fun time. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll you'll change if you come and experience some of these opportunities. And for those of you right here on the west side of town, boy, just drive on over to Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton and have a great week with us. Uh, during the week of the 10th through the 14th of July. Oh, it's going to be perfect. Uh, Tim Stables, you need to really be rested in order to (laughs) sit in on one of his talks. He is so full of energy and just really brings you along for this incredible journey through his discussions. And it sounds like it's going to be a great week. So let me get this. So it's going to be his birthday during the uh, retreat, the Summer Institute. And then, Dina Marie, you said that the Marian 
consecration that you're doing is ending on Mary's Mary's birthday. birthday. Wow. Yeah. And just keep growing, folks. Check out Modern Day Radio's website because you guys always have all the information on that Hail Mary Media app. God bless. Oh, God bless you, too. Have a wonderful day. It's wonderful to be able to do a consecration like this together. We learn a lot from each other. People ask questions, things that we would never think about asking, and then we gain so much information. A wonderful opportunity for the community to join Rob and Dina Marie Hale in this 33 Days to Morning Glory. Scott, it has probably been maybe five years since we did that consecration ourselves a wonderful Lenten journey that we did. And we made the consecration at the grotto on the feast of the annunciation. Just fantastic. Just fantastic. And for those of you who obviously most, if not all of our listeners have probably been to the grotto and in the, in the uh, church there where there's the statue of Mary, you know, I just think of it from a Catholic perspective, how beautiful that is and how from a Protestant perspective, probably how challenging that is that we would be praying in front of the statue of Mary. Um, but we knew it for what it was, that it was it was to focus all of our mind to that consecration. And you'll see the image of Mary was beautiful for us, um, knowing that's just a shadow of what her beauty is, as many visionaries have attested to. So it was great to be there and, and at the grotto and to know that this, this place has been dedicated to Mary uh, for the work and the intercession that she does for so many people who come from all over the world to see that uh, that site. Scott, it was just in last week's episode when we did our fun Google searches, when we typed in, why do Catholics, the first thing that came up was pray to Mary. And when we talked about that last week, we made sure to make it a point, and it's important for everybody to know that these dedications and a devotion to Mary in this way and a consecration to Mary in this way never ends with her. She is guiding us, yearning and praying for us to be closer to her son. That is her role as his mother and as our heavenly mother to be able to align our life towards God. And that happens for us through her intercession. You know, when I was young in faith, um, I remember listening to tapes by Tim Staples, who was a convert to, to the faith. And he was very, has been throughout his, his uh, life as a Catholic, very dedicated to recognizing the importance of Mary in our lives. And he has a great line that he says, he says, no Mary, no Jesus, no Mary, no Jesus. And it's a play on words of the word, the English language, as we talk to our kids all the time, can be so misconstrued. No, the first set is no Mary, no Jesus. If you don't have Mary, if you don't, if you don't include Mary in your faith, you're excluding Jesus by that action because he gave her to us on the cross. And then the, the other no, no Mary, no Jesus is K-N-O-W. If you know Mary, you will know Jesus. And so 
it's so poignant a statement to say that on a it's a bumper sticker statement basically but when we think of Jesus giving the last actions that he did suffering tremendously on the cross as he looks at at the beloved John and says behold your mother that's for all of us there's something there as at the wedding at Cana when he goes what is this between you and me basically he says to uh, to Mary Jesus does. There's something so intimate, so knowing that a mother has, particularly for her son, that we can know Jesus most fully in our respect of his mother as he respects her. And as we recognize in the assumption of Mary, uh, that she is crowned the queen of heaven, the greatest of all of God's creation. I love that. And it just kind of going back to the opening of our show, you and I having our roles and me sitting in the passenger seat, you driving us along. It was a wonderful opportunity for you and I to dedicate ourselves together and journey through this consecration and the way that consecration works, the way that you just heard Dana Marie talk about these wonderful saints and their devotions to Mary. You spend a little bit of time every evening reading and then together you pray this consecration. You can do that individually. You can do that as a couple. And boy, if you have not done that consecration to the Blessed Virgin Mary, here's a great opportunity to do that as a couple together. So please consider that. And the number of saints that we have that that reflect their love of Mary. No. St. John Paul II. Yes. St. Louis de Montfort. St. Teresa Lousseau. There's there's a host of saints that speak to the love of Mary that uh, is so pivotal to their faith that should be examples to us. So again, a great opportunity for you. And also remember, you can find out all kinds of information and opportunities to deepen your faith at Mater Day Radio on the community calendar. Scott, before we go, will you end us in prayer? Lord, we thank you for the great gift of your mother as you gave her to us on the cross. May we be always mindful to run to her for intercession when we need prayer to know that she, the great undoer of knots, can be one of the greatest advocates to you on our behalf. We're grateful for that, and we ask you to always keep us focused on your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. And that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. God bless. Have a great week. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. View from the Pew is produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio in Portland, Oregon.